Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it For real? real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And um, today we're taking a look at a movie from 1981 featuring a very young, although he wasn't as young as I thought, a 38-year-old Chevy Chase. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Just just like a personal thing. That is my birth year, 1981. And so I oh, was feeling yeah. kindred to that because it's 2021, which means, Ooh. you know, turning 40. And Chevy Chase was 38 in this movie. And fun fact, I'm 38 right now for oh. another minute or two so exciting. Oh. not a minute or two like another month that really implies you like my birthday me. was tomorrow i'm sorry that was i knew your birthday wasn't tomorrow but you just that confused was, me that and i looked re- at a calendar yeah i'm so sorry but it was interesting um to to see like okay chevy chase is 38 and i'm like you know it's kind of weird to i know i, I probably thought he was like if i'd seen this when i was young i probably would have thought he was like 50 so right Great. Me too. Yeah. This movie was recommended to us by um, somebody that I think is pretty cool, Aaron H. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, blow too many spoilers about Aaron H. But our Baltimore listeners, actually our nationwide listeners, frankly, True. yeah, one hundred percent, might recognize his voice because he has the smoothest radio voice, yeah. in all of the land. He does. And he recommended this movie to us. And uh, here's, do you want to hear what he had to say about it? Yes. I'm desperate to hear. Yeah, I really, I really am excited. Modern Problems. Oh my God. What can I tell you about this movie? Uh, I saw it at way too young an age for it to be appropriate. Um, It actually may be inappropriate for viewers of any age. It really made no sense to me as a child, this movie. I just remember one scene. One scene from this movie that's burned into my mind indelibly. It is not the scene that most people associate with this movie, which is a scene where Chevy Chase uses his radioactive superpowers to, like, torture a hapless male ballet dancer at a performance. That scene, uh, I feel like, is the signature scene of the movie. But the scene that I cannot unsee is a scene near the end of the movie when Nell Carter, who plays like a Haitian voodoo housemaid, sprinkles a line of demon repellent powder around this bed that Chevy Chase is lying, sort of convalescing. He's now in the deep in the throes of this radioactive psychosis. She puts this line of powder around the bed, and then Chevy Chase proceeds to get off the bed. He hovers in the air over the floor and proceeds to coke snort the entire line of demon powder. And then he looks at the camera, and out of nowhere he just shouts, Yeah! I like it! And then he goes catatonic. Anyway, I don't know if that counts as a movie recommendation per se, you know, but... Forewarned is forearmed. Watch this film at your own risk. That great. Uh, that nice. was wonderful. That was that was incredible. <laughs> In the uh, movie version of our podcast, I want him to voice over my character. 
Ooh, <laughs> I haven't thought much about that. I would have picked I Aaron H to voice over my character too. He, he could do all of our characters. I'm fine with that. You know? Maybe he'll do a fan episode where he just repeats our podcast, the longest one. <laughs> Yeah. He does all of our uh, voices. All of the different voices. If you guys steal Aaron H, I'm gonna go with Kevin R. I think we've hit we've had some like pretty like heavy, heavy it's hitters true. lately for for voiceovers. Yeah. I, I'm glad that Aaron H recommended this movie because if we're getting into our levels, I can give mine. Yeah. Um my level is gonna be Chevy Chase mm. because that's a city in Maryland. <laughs> and growing up, I didn't understand. I didn't understand like what the difference was between between Chevy Chase Maryland and Chevy Chase the actor. Yeah, and if he was from there, or if he named it, it turns out both of them kind of have their name from the same thing, which is a old French battle or something. But um, yeah, I've never heard of this movie. I've never seen it before. I've never conceived of it. But I do love me some Chevy Chase. Um, I'll put my level as I'm. Pretty sure I know Nell Carter from something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've Give never heard. Break. I've never yeah. heard this of this movie. Uh, I still can't tell of where I know Nell Carter from. Like, Give what me is a break. Me, what is Give Me a Break? That's a TV show. Give me a break. What was it about? It was about a housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. What it was about she was a housekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ugh, yeah. I'm upset. I mean, I'm sure. That's where I know her from. But I'm sure like, you've yeah. seen her there, but she's also she's been in a lot of different things and That's had a lot true. of cameos and was like on stage. Right, um, was like Miss Hannigan, and I don't know if you looked into her biography, which is like I did incredibly. I deep in. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a really intense and at times like traumatic life. Um, and she died really young. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, you. I I think she's like a cool. Like I kind of thought I would have recognized her from different things like I in my mind she's like this like comedian that I see all the time but then I was looking it up it's like maybe it is just give me a break but yeah no but yeah um, so I'm uninitiated is where nice. I'm nice um my level I mean in in the spirit of kind of like calling out different actors and different like things about them really like it's more of like a trivia fact that I came across um my level is going to be St. Mary's College of because um I went to St. Mary's College of Maryland for one wonderful year um, in in college. I have nothing but wonderful things to say about it. But Brian Doyle Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother, who's in this movie, went to St. Mary's College of California in Moraga, California, which I think I could throw a tennis ball and hit right now. Like it's right down the road. I ride my bike by it. Um, People are always saying like, don't forget, there's like a St. Mary's in Moraga, um, which I'm right now in part of the La Mirinda proper. Um, I've, I've never ever read that in someone's bio that they've gone to that school so it's kind of are they related like are they okay i don't think so there's a bunch of saint mary's around like when i went to saint mary's people always confused it with mount saint mary's which and then like thought it was an all-girls school thought it was a catholic school um but anyway it was interesting i was delighted to see that brian um doyle murray was in this movie because i really like him but i had no idea this movie existed i had almost like crazily so because I was a really big like Chevy Chase fan and I I like a lot of his like random movies but I there was nothing from this movie I recognized when I looked up the cover I was like I still don't believe this is a movie um so yeah I had I was coming into it super naive now wasn't Annie ICU kind of focused on Bill Murray's siblings 
and worried about them being in another movie or is that my thinking of somebody else? Well, they were all in Scrooged. Is that what? Okay. Maybe I thought it was something to do with uh, Not One Crazy Summer, Better Off Dead. Oh, no, that was um, Ron Howard's brother. Oh, Ron Howard's brother. Annie ICU is always terrified that Clint Howard is going to be in all the films we watch. But not Brian Doyle Murray. No, no. But Brian Doyle Murray has been in, well, at least one other film. I was going to say, I know John Cusack got the little smoker's jacket last week. Um, so uh, has Brian Doyle, have we skipped over the fact that he should have a jacket as well? I don't know about that, but he was in another movie with Chevy Chase a few years after this movie, which is one of my favorite movies, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. So and he important. plays Chevy Chase's boss. Right. Oh, right. Right. The one that gets kidnapped. And it's wild because I think he's sort of like younger and handsomer in this movie. And then yeah, that boss is like, it's only like nine years later and he's different looking. He's all over the place with the age, with when he, he pops up. This is one of the more like principal roles I've seen him in. He's usually kind of like a side part. Right. But... And it's a principal role of a person with a disability, which we can talk about. I mean, which... I mean Aaron H. warned us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. However, I will say it's not as scary or bad as I thought it was going to be. True. Maybe I'm saying something wrong about that, but I it still sort of surprised me that he was a central character with a disability where it wasn't necessarily all about his disability. Yeah, totally. No, it like barely was or yeah. Um yeah. And except for that awful ramp that he could there's no way he could use. Oh my that God. was the <laughs> steepest ramp in the world. It's uh, <laughs> insane. That's yeah, not ADA insane. compliant by any but means. It had moguls we, on it. Yeah, it was like had like an anti it was it was just a piece of wood that they were like, Oh yeah, he needs to be able to get in here. Just throw he that had there was I I mean all last night falling asleep. I'm like, how much speed would you need to go up that in a wheelchair? I mean, a bicycle would be really, really hard, but in a wheelchair, it was just I was just like, there's no No, it's not no possible. way. No, yeah. It probably wasn't even wide enough for no, him no, to go it was up. crazy. But um yeah, I was gonna say just and we'll get into it throughout this, but uh yeah, it's so, so many of the choices in this movie, whether they're played straight or played insane, just, I, I don't know how they came to, like, they were just rolling a dice and yeah. sort of picking this as like, okay, this guy's going to be in a wheelchair and that's, it's going to be fine. Right. Or like this person's going to have a Daffy Duck voice at one point. It's just... Oh yeah, Donald Duck. It's so random. It's, I agree with so you. Random. It's that random. And also when they were rolling the dice just about what kind of movie it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just because it seemed like it could have been multiple movies at once. So yeah. um, I think we should get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're introduced to, and this is like the first movie, right? Which is like, what happens in an air traffic control room? This is the yeah. movie that's a screwball comedy that is kind of slapstick and absurdist. And it turns out what happens in an air traffic controller room is there's just any vendor that wants to come in will sell. And that's where all the New York City vendors go on their lunch hour. Yeah, and it's once again, it's just like they rolled the dice that was like, okay, air traffic control, that's his job. And they rolled another dice, they were like slapstick. And they're like, <laughs> go do the yeah. scene. That's uh, a fun improv game. Yeah. Maybe this movie is an improv game and we should treat it like that. It, it, it might be. Um, it seemed like a first draft for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's And some of the tones, I, I don't know. Uh, it just 
like some it was all over the place like some was like intense and then there was a period later on where everyone's oh, just man. or especially chevy is just like so subdued you're just like, so flat yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, anyways, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Air, so air we, we agree it's all over the place. It's a yeah. little roll of the dice. Okay. It's a lot of roll of the dice. So it's it's chaotic. There's like stuff spilling clearly. Like oh, yeah. people disgusting. aren't doing their job very Redirecting well. Redirecting people. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chevy goes out to his car and it mean he's having a series of unfortunate events or yeah, a, a very good, no bad day. What is that? Very good. Uh, Alexander and the horrible, very, terrible, no good, very bad day. Or yep. Yeah. That sounds so there's right. kids just randomly keying cars in the parking Bastards. lot of the airport. Yes. Yeah. And he has like this like flinch fake face off with them, which was like, yikes. Um, and then and then it rains chicken feathers and he's behind like a lot of it a lot right. of his unfor- misfortune is actually to his car <laughs> throughout it but um he's behind like a chicken a chicken truck and like then it i guess it doesn't really start raining he has like that crank to roll down no, it, his it rains it, it, it does rain, it rain yeah. or is it his... it thunderstorms oh yes okay it storms oh, yeah it... we're in new york right oh is it new york? i just assumed it was la no it I is new york but it's new york it's okay. jfk i had to look JFK. it up because in the in the in the airport thing, it said something about LAX. Yeah. But then when we went to Chevy Chase's house, it was like, "There's no way his house is in." You can kind of LA. see the Manhattan skyline gotcha. as he's driving in. Also, but yeah, apparently they filmed this at, at like a real airport, <laughs> and I just don't see why. Why <laughs> they would need to? Or, I know, right? Um, but yeah, but I, guess- I kind of love this scene. I I, I really enjoyed the the this is where chevy chase's dry comedy i think yes. works like the crank falling off and then he's got the whole bit with the t- tape deck ribbon yeah. and the tape doesn't fit and this movie also is a little time capsule which i like True. about looking at so we've, we see movies from like the 80s and the 90s right but how fun that it's like 1981 and then we could watch something from 1999 but even like the snack machines in the break room are super old and no, I, I mean, like, this all that. This part of it is setting it up to be this classic Chevy Chase dry reacting to an absurd world and, like, <sighs> and falling over, like, Gerald Ford at a Christmas tree, you know? Yeah. Like, he's... Yeah. Th- th- it's what it's set up to be. And, and then he gets into his house and it's a different movie. <laughs> all right, so then we're in the next movie. So roll the dice. And this <laughs> yeah. one is about a depressing man who broke up with his girlfriend this one's about a girlfriend that's um suffering a, a terrible abuse from her boyfriend who is <laughs> stalking her who's like bugging her purse who is um relentless and we find that out through uh answer like an answering machine which is also like a time capsule you know like he has to rewind yeah. the answering machine and stuff but um what she's describing is pretty horrific and yeah. And it's all true. It's it's not like, oh, it's just a bad, inter- there was like a bunch of misunderstandings. It's like he willfully admits to it later on in the movie. Right. And, and we see it a little bit. And it's Yeah, yeah this is our protagonist. Uh, right. So the question is like, you know, if he's getting these superpowers later, does he need them? Because he's already doing, or, or are they evil powers? Is it just highlighting that he actually is like an everyman who's kind of evil well, I kind of had this wonder, there's no way this is true, but you know, he gets these powers by having toxic sludge dumped on him. And I'm like, is this a metaphor for toxic masculinity? <laughs> but I don't think it is. Wow, oh. that would be a deep cut. Yeah, yeah that'd be a future cut. <laughs> so but yeah, he, oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to move us on to the next. Okay, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it, um, 
it really could have veered off into a horror movie oh, yeah. very easily with this sort of just like already maladjusted guy getting superpowers, basically like a reverse Carrie, which, mm. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. So he goes out to the fancy dinner alone that he was going to have with mm-hmm. Darcy. Weird. And there's this yeah. whole wackadoodle scene where everyone is making eyes at each other across like nobody who's on the date with the person is making eyes at that person it's all across the yeah that was a good scene it was and it's to music it's to this like orchestral thing oh yeah this like yeah this fun. violin music that just yeah went on and on and on and on but he also was obsessed with darcy cheating on him and i think it was like Maybe his own insecurities that everybody's just always out to cheat on everybody, maybe. Oh, do you wonder if that was all in his brain? Well, I think, you know, I I think it might have been in his brain. I think he's not all the way well, you know. Have you guys ever seen the movie Invisible Man with Chevy Chase or Memoirs of an Invisible Man? I, I feel I have seen part of it, but I don't remember any of it. I used to really like it as a kid and it stars Chevy Chase. And this movie is like a first, a rough sketch of that. Like it's like it, the, that movie like did that. Like he's on his own a lot. It's from his perspective. He thinks he's great, but he's not. And like he's, then he becomes invisible. It's, it's kind of a similar plot. Huh. He gets pow- powers, but it's like, it like does it. <laughs> like it like pulls the trigger on it. And this movie just like doesn't. Um, but it, it made me think, I'm like, is it like the same director or did the person watch him in this and then think like oh i know what to actually do <laughs> it definitely isn't the same director because this is the second and last movie that this director did yes, right, right. Um, and oh and before we go further i will do the uh german title section oh of yes our podcast, please which which is schatz du strahlest Jaso, <laughs> which translates to honey you're beaming a little play, little German oh. play on words. You well, know? I gotta tell you that that makes more sense than I was modern trying to figure out. Like modern yeah. problems, like, like these are all out. modern problems you have, aren't they? Just getting toxic sludge. Yeah, I guess. So when Chevy Chase Max is his name goes yeah. to leave the French restaurant, the maitre d yells to him, "Here's something for your pussy." Mm-hmm which causes him to react. And then it's, it's a take-home bag for the cat. So my for question is, what's in that bag? Le- I mean, because he when he came up, he was like, oh, we're going to get some food for you, your girlfriend, and your cat. And so I assume just like leftovers, like scraps. Hmm. Cat or a cat, pass. yeah. I don't I know. know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. So he Max goes home, but on the way he stops to make out with a mannequin through a window at a store. And yeah. I couldn't tell if this was like a department store display or like a mica project. Like, <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? It looked like a window front that was like this art thing, but I guess it was the department store where Darby works, right? Darcy. Darcy? Oh, Darcy. right. Yeah, which I didn't. Put- I didn't connect that either, but that yeah. makes perfect sense. I think it but is. But she, she's, what is her job title? Somebody she said just- it. She's Fashion. dressed like she's going to a safari. <laughs> well, in so, that scene, she's dressed safari? like she's going to a, a safari. No, but... I think she's a fashion, like she, for this department store, she goes out and finds fashionable clothes. And then... She's like a fashion buyer? Yeah. 
I think oh, that's maybe. even what they say. The fashion oh, maybe. Okay. That was a very the, like thing to do in the 80s, I guess. Yeah. With this mannequin, I was sure, and this is how this movie keeps you guessing. I was like, oh, with that mannequin, he's going to use his powers to turn yeah. her alive. But no. And alas, but he didn't no. have powers yet. No, but like I, I thought that that was like the seed that they were planting oh. rather than a random thing that they never come back to. Could that mannequin actually be based on Darcy? Like it's not, right? It's just a random blonde mannequin and she's like a random blonde woman, right? Right. But uh, once again, I didn't even connect it to that was her store mm -hmm. and he was- No, I didn't either. But yeah. now I did think she would come to life like the movie Mannequin. Right. Sure. Which that may be another one we have to do. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. I'd love that one back then. <laughs> um, so he goes home and Darcy's there and um they kind of right. like yeah. have like a weird conversation yeah. and it's like bad communication and she's she's barely holding on I throughout this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you want to check in with that actress like are you yeah, okay are you okay that, that actress to me like first of all to me that is like the um childlike empress from neverending story Ooh. that's grown up into oh, okay. a woman that's like half child half woman um and then the two of them like her and chevy chase reminded me of like a a poor man's um Miriam and Bill Murray from Scrooge. It's like yeah. it's like it's kind of them but it's like take it down a notch and like mm. don't have much chemistry and like no one's using a lot of emotion or charm. I I had her as the poor man's Margot Kidder. Oh, um, they I have the same like sort of like frowny smile. I think is what it what does. Who's it. that? She was Lois Lane in the old Superman movies. Oh. Okay. I couldn't get a handle on her. I was like, no, no. yeah. Now and I can't stop thinking about the girl from the Neverending Story, the child like Everest. <laughs> yeah, she's like, help me, Bastion. Oh, Bastion, Bastion, and help me. <laughs> That's how this woman talks. I'll also say for Darcy, every single scene she was in, I was like, oh, this is a new character. That's yeah, she did scene. look different every time. Oh man, at I the got club, pretty confused. Yeah. Which is almost where we are, like the gay club. I'm like, who is this? Like, absolutely. I had no idea. Totally. Yeah, totally. The next scene is uh, Chevy Chase wearing the shortest shorts I could ever imagine a man to be wearing. And, and then like... <laughs> A hoodie without anything underneath yeah. it, which like, first yeah. of all, great, fine. I'm not against that, but like I purposely, there's a reason that I put on a hoodie without a zipper if I don't have anything on underneath. Like a zipper against it's your painful. bare skin is like cold and yeah. like annoying. It was such a strange look. And I can say as a man with chest hair, which Jimmy oh. Chase is also that, that it's, that's dangerous. Theory. I didn't even think like, about that. You're going to oh, zip in your, yeah, you're going to wow. zip in your chest hair. Good point. And uh, he's walking with a bike with his ex-wife. We learn it's his yeah. ex-wife who he's Which very friendly with. I liked that um, that premise. Like yep. I liked it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like sure. people have a history and a past and sometimes it's weird and complicated. So I, I liked that. Lorraine is her name. And I like her. That is Mary Kay Place, who I think I know mostly from like Maria Bamford's uh, sitcom because she plays her mom. But she's also she's in like from everything. a million things. A million things. I will say every single scene, it was like she did one take and they're like, do you want to do another one? She's like, no, I think I, I nailed it. I probably <laughs> got the reaction correctly. That's probably yeah. true. I, yeah. 
I think I, I've seen her more as like a little bit older. I think she's very pretty too. Yeah, I do too. I, I know her as an older like, yeah. um, actress. I love her. Yeah. I also think that even with one take, she's still somehow like acting circles around some of the people in this movie. <laughs> well, then we get introduced to Brian and uh, what is her name? It is uh, it Dorita. Dorita. Oh, Dorita. That's right. Yeah. Who come there in with him just for a second. randomly past them on the street. Dorita <laughs> is Brian's housekeeper. Yeah. These are questions. They're all questions. trainer. It, it looks yeah. at first like he needs her to be with him on the street. And then quickly right. you realize like, oh, he doesn't at all. Right. Um, they're they're kind of like it's almost no, like a misdirection i suppose that they're he's exercising like, he she's training him because he's like boxing right and okay she's like his boxing sparring, coach sparring pal yeah should we talk about dorita now sure well this is i mean every every single thing in this movie is problematic so yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just well first of all i'm just not surprised obviously but but just disappointed that Nell Carter from the two things we know her from is playing a housekeeper. Um, sure, yeah. But uh, the, you know, what's another, well, I don't know. Ambiguous. I just did, sorry. Okay. I was just going to say the sort of ambiguous, witch doctor of it all. Yeah. It's not ambiguous. It's pretty much outright. From I guess, Haiti. But, I mean, they, right. they place her from well, Haiti and from Port-au-Prince and then she's a witch doctor. And yeah, yeah. They, they rolled the dice and said, you're from Haiti. They rolled another <laughs> dice. It's like, should you have an accent from no. Haiti? And it was like, no, you no. will not. <laughs> the dialogue will be written as if somebody maybe did, but just read no, it. Play it, play it straight. Play it straight. Yeah, that is, I mean, they really lean into the voodoo stuff. Yeah. I... Now, Brian is a, has a great job. He like owns a press company and he invites yep. um, them to go to an event. <laughs> at a bar it's a, a gay it's a, club it's it turns right? out to be a gay bar right yeah which there was a little moment in there that i really enjoyed which was two men dressed as colonel sanders oh i didn't <laughs> <Yes>. see that <laughs> oh, i definitely did it was amazing there was like was leather like, leather daddies out. and you know other sort of fantasy type clothing choices and then there was just two men like twinned up as colonel sanders now there was it, another one with just a bird cage on his head. Yeah. It, it yeah. was wacky. Yeah. I was bracing myself for this to be a little worse than it was. Like, I mean, the, they really, they, they intro a lot of stuff. Like it's yeah. going to be worse, but like yeah. um, this one was like, they're, who are they talking about? The owners are like, like, they're not gay or anything like that. So who knows what else is like gay, Sure, but like yep. they're not gay or anything like that. And then like, there's a lot of like gay panic stuff in the beginning with like right. Chevy Chase, like, do you need a gun to fend them off? Like all this stuff. And then everybody's fine. <laughs> Normal with it. Yeah. Then yeah. everybody's having a good time and they realize they're in the hippest place in New York and like no one gives a shit. So I guess it's I fine. I just hope that it's just, is it going to go away ever with the just like, oh, if you're in a room of gay men, then you're an object and you're the one. And they were playing with that with point of view, just with yeah. people staring at it. But he also. Right looked panicked and awful so right i might stare at him too yeah i don't know so we meet the most i don't understand who this character is at (laughs) all this is characters from another movie so roll the dice and we have a love guru with a great dabney coleman uh which (laughs) i i enjoy him and other and i like i sort of enjoyed him in this but um, what who how is he he's he's an author but he has a lot of power over this 
over Brian? And he's Brian's client? Pseudo-psychologist-ish? He's like the best-selling novelist that Brian, like, is the producer for. So he's like his star author. Like a very winning, like a Dr. Phil kind of person, I suppose. I was reading that he based his accent on like a Tennessee draw or something, but it's all over the place. It's really, it is like Colonel Sanders. His book is called You Are Who You Lay. Mm -hmm. which isn't that true yeah yeah and he's just like insufferable like (laughs) he just is the most aggressive like misogynistic condescending like terrible person to be around and they establish that pretty quick um that he's just psychoanalyzing everyone and hates everybody (laughs) and of course also at this event is darcy and her boyfriend who i thought was gay i i thought it was like a yeah. sex in the city moment where oh. it was like they're like stanford and carrie mm-hmm. at a party together but it wasn't well they kind of <laughs> describe it i guess chevy, chevy chase has a line that's like every time we you know our relationship is rocky this guy shows up so it's like this is like her second like her plan b kind of all the time who for she's his plan a i suppose he's, so he's, he's always swooping in great I mean, no. I'm not saying any of them are great, but I, I think Chevy Chase is handsome. And I think that this yeah. guy is not. I was wondering how handsome we would think Chevy Chase was if he didn't have a dimpled chin. Like how much of Chevy Chase's career is based on that dimple in his chin? <laughs> That's, that is not a bad question to ask. You know, because I, I agree know. with you. I used to think he was really handsome too. I mean, I, mean, I still kind of do. I see him as like, he's like a handsome man, but I'm like, is it the dimple though? I don't think so. I okay. think he would look equally attractive without the dimple chin. Tell us about it, Philip. I just, I, I do. I, I, no, I like it. If anything, I, like it. I think it detracts from his attractiveness. Oh, interesting. This is the it's, second time, by the way, we've talked about butt chins and dimple chins on this podcast. Oh, okay. What was the first time? Um, I don't remember actually, but it wasn't a podcast I listened to first where we were talking about that thing where you squish your chin. And- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The butt chin. I always kind of wanted see. a butt chin. I, I like them. While it sounded like I was disparaging them, I don't notice them until we start mm. talking about mm. them. And then it's like, oh, this person has a butt chin or, you know, or a, <laughs> his is like or whatever. A dimple there's chin. butt chins chin. and his a is like a full on yeah there's a hot dog bun chin and then this is full on like a bunch bu- bullet hole in his chin chin like he yeah. it's just very yeah dimples are fascinating in terms yeah. of mm-hmm. why they happen and the attractiveness factor of them and mm-hmm. that's a whole other yeah. podcast yeah. this podcast is sponsored by dimples, dimples. Dimple chin. yeah <laughs> it takes dimples. one to know one so on the All way right. home we get the the next oh, movie gosh, yeah. which is a sci-fi horror film right and of course his his sunroof is still down and maybe that was the big lead up to this part because he's driving behind a nuclear waste truck yeah and so the way to avoid these is you pull up right behind them and you honk honk you want uh, a different different choice, new new choice, new yeah. ding ding ding. Like pass no. them, pass but again, them. Again, no, I was ding. getting some. No. I was getting some National Lampoon's right. flash yeah. forwards, I guess, because he no, kind right. of has like a similar thing with that logging truck in National Lampoon. Yeah, at least I'm just back to the early part of the movie with the chicken truck and the rain. He was like penned in, so he had to be behind the chicken truck. Right. And this one, he did not. And he just 
chose to stay there. Yeah, that's true. He made he he made his own sewage bed and he laid in it. And it's stinky. And speaking of that, he gets covered in it and then he goes home and he's glowing and he's sleeping. Now, did he shower or did he just I think he just crashed in bed and then he yeah. has that dream that he's over in New York and like Right. Yeah. Which I'm I'm gonna scoop you on this katie because i know you read this fact it's like he almost got electrocuted in this scene yeah that's right uh, because of the wiring that made his like tail lights light up uh short-circuited and he like passed out because it like went through his arms and legs and back in the car no, no. when he's in the dream when he's uh, flying they, over like, put, they put little like flashing oh, right lights on his on back him. yeah yeah because he's trying to land himself as a plane <laughs> I was thinking, like, what would that be like to be like electrocuted to the point of passing out on a movie set <laughs> for like, this movie? Yeah, ooh, yeah, totally. Yikes! He didn't care at the time. He was just—I mean, what else? What else was he in before this? A lot of things. Uh, he, live, right? SNL, and then he'd already done Caddyshack. Mm, yeah. Oh, really? Caddyshack is that old? Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I did just look and Give Me a Break premiered in 1981 as well. I was reading that. And so maybe, I don't know if Nell Carter, I don't know if this movie propelled her career or if there were other things I don't going know. on or if she was typecast. I'm not sure. So Max and Brian are playing basketball and, and Brian's kicking his ass. Right. This is why I'm like, is this to prove something weird? Like, He's down on his luck. He can't even win basketball. Um, I don't know. I mean, weren't you expecting? Because like this is after he wakes up in the morning and he like moves the coffee cup and he like kind of knows that he has like these powers because he starts like shaking stuff in his house. And then and actually in a very realistic, like almost like independent art house film, he just goes and he's like, I moved a coffee cup just now. I think I made up powers. Like he just like describes the exact thing we just saw to Brian, which is like exactly what would happen. Um. I thought he was just going to fly and dunk and stuff. Like I, I, I totally mm. thought he was going to be amazing at basketball, but it turns out that he's not, he's in his head or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. This is just where it sort of starts to be that he's either using his powers or he is just morose and yes. sort of on a lewd. Um, yeah. Or just like on a sedative, like, yeah, right. he's so out of it. Um, and at one point, and I don't know what this is a response to, but Brian says, I masturbate, so what? Same difference. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. He said know. it at the end. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't get that either. I don't I didn't get the equivalency, but it was kind of a random thing to say. But we I all mean, do things in the privacy of our home. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. But then so Max starts to like harness his his nuclear power in the shower. Yeah, he starts to see the benefits of it. Because he like, drops his soap in the kitty litter. Uh, yeah. It's just gross. No amount of water pressure would have me then like rubbing. He kisses the soap afterwards too, which like don't do ever, especially if it's fallen in kitty litter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he takes himself back out to dinner at the fancy restaurant again. And lo and behold, Darcy shows up with Barry. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I was convinced, I looked it up and it's not true, that this was the lawyer from The Wire, if anyone. Oh, oh yeah. It I think looks he might like be him. too young. Yeah, it, it definitely rather, wasn't him. Yeah, yeah, hmm. but it does totally look like him. You're right. Hmm. Yeah, it's so hard. There was one of those air traffic controllers I was convinced was Mr. DeWitt, 
who was the principal from, or no, he was the teacher from head of the class. Mm. We've talked, I, I but anyway, it wasn't. This yeah. podcast brought to you by head of the class. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we talk about it several times. So yeah, we're. I do. I want to watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, so Max starts to use his powers to like make Barry look bad by giving him the grossest nosebleed. A hemorrhage by making his brain bleed. <laughs> Because then he doesn't really come back after. Well, he goes. He does do the opera. Oh right, yeah. Oh my god! Like it's weird to me. This okay to tie it into uh, real world Westeros. Remember when Jon Snow like died and came back to life and was like so embarrassed about it? So yikes! (laughs) And he was like laying on that table without a shirt on for a really long time. It was that part of it, and then he was like, (laughs) and then he was like so embarrassed that he had died, and he didn't want anybody to know. Like. I mean, I you guess hate was, John Snow so I much. <laughs> All I wanted to say was, he's so dumb. Fuck Do you guys John remember Snow. how he was dumb? <laughs> anyway, I can't remember what movie we're talking about now. But <laughs> when I'm not talking, I'm just thinking about how John Snow is dumb. Um, That's your mantra. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dumb. totally. Um, but like to give somebody a nosebleed, isn't that embarrassing? Is it is it that humiliating or embarrassing? It just seems like an emergency. Like it seems like cruel. And now he has to go to the hospital. But like there's so many other things that he could have done to this guy that would have been more like humiliating, right? I think he just wanted to get rid of him. I guess so. Also, I assume he doesn't understand his powers, and I still don't understand his powers. Like wh- what part? Because yeah. he had to like spit out water right. in order to do this, and other. Other times we'll get into the opera where he has to like blow up his cheeks. Or, you know, it's yeah, just, it's like bewitched a little meets. It's a lot like Teen Witch. It's a lot like Louise's house. <laughs> it's like that voodoo doll falling down the stairs and going to the car wash. Totally, it is. It's like, how'd you know that was going to work? I was wondering yeah. that too. Like, I mean, with the sex scene that we'll talk about too, it's like, right. is it just his oh, mind yeah. or does he have to do things with his body that are similar? Like when he crosses his eyes, the ballerinas trips yeah well like let's get into them. let's yeah. oh wait i guess before that we have to um talk about how darcy and he kiss and he kind of gets what he wants a little bit but then after like pursuing a lot yeah like really really needling his way in there yeah although he, he, go ahead no i've got a note for this line and i just can't it, it was right after the um nosebleed stuff but it was like he he says, Darcy, come back. And then she goes, no. <laughs> that was going to be my hummer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is the craziest delivery of a line. They're walking on the street and Chevy Chase is like, Darcy, come back. I need you. She's like, no. <laughs> she just whines it. Like it's like your mom telling you to like clean your room or get up early. It's nuts. It is nuts. Um what do you think the director's like line was on that? Or she's like, what's no my idea. motivation? And he's like, You don't want to go to school. You no. <laughs> you no. drop your favorite marble in a grate. No. It's so crazy. It's just like, no, we just broke. <laughs> it's like she has no power or control which i guess What's is good? true <laughs> she's oh, barely hanging on as yeah, i said she is oh so the yeah. next day i think 
he's Max is back at work. I'm glad they at least used that JFK break room one more time. And he calls her when this is when she's wearing the safari hat at work. And he doesn't get the right answers from her. And so he launches an airplane ashtray around the break room. And that poor man with the thick glasses just sits there looking bemused and like confused. That's his whole part of the whole movie. Yeah. 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 Which I guess this is our, I mean, we've heard about it, but this is the first time we've sort of seen um, Max's sort of like clinginess and it's like, yikes. Yeah. Of His just, anger is real. Right. Yeah. It's like, like, you were supposed to call me and you're not calling me, so I'm calling you at work and yeah. we need to hash this out or I'm going to explode the department store. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not well. He's not a very likable character, unfortunately. And I think the ex-wife, frankly, is like there to just cushion that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's because you're like, well, they're still friends, but she clearly doesn't want to be with him and right. she's much happier with Brian now that is kind of like a save the cat moment right where it's like okay if they were married right. she has to and she's still and she she's still, still alive hang out with them. Right. she's alive exactly i think you're right and then um, i think they also put like dabney coleman's character in as like so we've got this no cat serial killer um <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so our main character must be pretty good because he doesn't serially kill cats you know right. like chevy chase he could be worse right right Totally. So they go to, they all go to the ballet because Barry runs a ballet or he's the ballet producer of this. He's invested in it. He's the producer of this show. Okay. I think. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like Barry's been helping her out. So she has to do this for him because she kind of owes him one. So she's, she's kind of like playing both sides like she's oh for sure oh darcy yeah i mean she's like kind of getting back with chevy chase a little bit but she feels obligated to barry because he's been helping her so she's on a date with barry but she's also kind of getting back with chevy chase and then like is chevy chase like just stalking her like they're like why is he there they're always at the same place at the same time but he's just stalking her right this this time definitely was the other times were just like with the restaurant the let's see yeah it's not clear whether that restaurant actually is the place they went a lot together or that they only went to once because she says they only went there like once or twice, but the maitre d' knows him personally and sends food home for the cat. So that's all very unclear. Oh, that's the first restaurant, but then the second like- yeah. Oh, it's Italian not the same one? Aria. I think it's a different one. Oh, is it the same one? I think, it, I think it's different because at first I thought they were the same restaurant and then it had, I think, a different- menu yeah the one's italian i think the one is like polish or something okay, right it was Dubro- dubrovniks and it was the first one um <laughs> and then it's dubrovniks and then chevy chase just calls the guy dubrovnik <laughs> like you call people by their last name who's like is the same name as the restaurant can you imagine well, maybe it's his restaurant anyway so Max gets upset because he sees Darcy and Barry holding hands. So he decides to ruin the life yeah. of somebody else. <laughs> Everybody else. Yeah. This Everybody whole production. Else. Yeah. But really so that many poor ballet dancer whose career could be very ruined if he got injured, which well, him and everybody else on stage. Right. I mean, he puts everybody yeah. in danger. Um, he throws him the- into the pit, the right. orchestra pit, and he throws him up. Keeps on, <laughs> keeps on going. <laughs> Launches him like, 15 feet in the air through a wall which like i will say if i was at this ballet my takeaway on the way out would be did you see when that ballet dancer jumped 
30 feet in the air, <laughs> like flew. You wouldn't be to- thinking about his inflated penis. I mean, sure. But that's a real, I mean, I understand how you do that. That's a balloon in his pants, but how did he jump 30 feet? Like these people have witnessed magic, <laughs> you know? Although back to the balloon in his pants. Sure. Um, so was Chevy Chase just sort of like blowing up his pants or, or his penis? Did he blow up yeah. his penis? That's I a don't, good I question. Or maybe I wouldn't put it past that monster. Under his, his balls. <laughs> I had a note at this point when he's like in he's in the um, crowd so malevolent and he's just like <laughs> I know. nothing. And like this is Pierce from Community as a young man. That's who this character is, you know? Like um I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. His face, whatever he had to do with his face to do all of this is just so wackadoodle. Yeah. Not very consistent. And it's weird what his powers do and how he controls them. Cause why doesn't he just like put Darcy under his power if that's what he wants? Is that too easy? I guess. I don't know if he well, can. I mean, yeah, he kind of to... does, but. It feels like his only power is really just like telekinetic. Like he can move objects and move options with his mind i think is like the only thing he can do right i don't think he can like influence people's behavior i think he can just do their movements right i think so he also can stalk people which is what he does to darcy (laughs) when she tries to go home and he hides by her door and scares her which all women really like so i I was gonna say as as a guy i've I've, I've been wondering this is it a good idea (laughs) to just run up behind a woman as she's going into her front door. Mm, yeah. Yep. In New York um, City. Okay. okay, cool. You know, there's not a day of my adult <laughs> life or my, maybe my whole life when I wasn't panicked about walking in my own door at night, you know? Like, yeah. So there's nothing like just <laughs> yeah. somebody sneaking up on you to really seal the deal. Yeah. And then um, what do you get from that? You get to jump in bed Sex. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives her three mind control orgasms. Okay, so what I don't get. Yes, Philip. <laughs> Do you want to draw a diagram or what? No, I just don't get this scene. So yeah, I don't really what, either. She was just sleepy, and he hadn't satisfied her. But then they like they panned by like three drinks. So I was like, oh, is she like way too drunk? Um, I well, didn't get. I want to back up. He said, for. "I'm not finished yet." Right. Was that in reference to him or her? That's what I thought. I thought she had like gotten hers and he wasn't done. But then he spends the next whatever telekinetically <laughs> getting her off. Yeah. I was so confused. I, was I mean, confused it, yeah, I was confused too. For. I what really. Were they going for? I was not loving like I'm not done yet, but I'm not done yet. I'm like, oh God, this is turning into a horror movie again. Right. But but then it's like, well, clearly, I mean, clearly he meant he wasn't done pleasuring her because like that's what he ends up doing. Right. But it's it's creepy. I mean, the way he delivers the line at first is creepy, and then and then I don't know what she thinks is happening because he's nowhere near her. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> right. Also, and then like, she thinks he's there, and she refers to that later on. Right. In the scene. She's like, "You did this. You were here." Yeah. The other thing, the other room I'll, wearing her robe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll save this for my dumber. Which again, again, to go back to National Lampoons, reminded me of the scene where he's in the attic wearing like a women's—I don't know if it's a women's fur coat or something. Anyway, there's like a lot of flash forwards to that movie in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then like after this, um, 
Lorraine invites. So Lorraine and Brian, they just met on the street, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they got booed up real quick. Yeah, like yeah. so much so that she's inviting people to his house for the weekend. <laughs> now well, they're married. Was there like a time jump in here? I, I don't couldn't know. tell. I couldn't I tell think either. So I mean, maybe because Chevy Chase, when he's in the car driving there, is like catatonic and weird. Like, did he get weirder? Did he get stranger? I just I don't know. And like that house is just super weird. Well, it's so tall and like. I mean, again, I don't, I mean, I know he hasn't been a wheelchair user his whole life because he mentioned it was from Vietnam, um, but yeah. I can't imagine that a wheelchair user or a person that uses a wheelchair would prefer a tall house with so many stairs. I know. Is, I was thinking about that. It's just it's, not, well, not, it's not right. Did you guys recognize this house? I just was reading about this house that... Oh. Yeah. So I, I definitely recognize it while watching that. You couldn't think of like, oh, it's from an Alfred Hitchcock Right. horror movie and then of course i was like looked it up and it was like from psycho so oh. this is another time where they just rolled the dice it's like okay he's got a beach house what's it gonna look like roll it it's gonna be an exact replica of the house oh it is the psycho. exact replica yeah, yeah it is but then it's also like when they pull up she's like isn't it amazing it's like no it's not it looks creepy and weird and who has a beach house that's just like a, a row house with no more row house i mean it's like the, it is yeah. the craziest weird. thing to build at a beach it's not a beach house no 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 it's not and it, it kind of reminded me of the rest of development house because it's like yeah. how tight did they have to get that shot to portray yeah. that house like it was the only one on the sand and then also like it, it, you're not even sure where the ocean is. Is it behind right. it? Is it in front of it? Right. It's the worst. Well, it's, so it's in front of it. It's facing the ocean because that's where, what's his face? Matt Bad Mark. People. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, but walks. people keep on driving up. It's just, it Why is so Why did they name confusing. one character Max and one character yeah, Mark? Yeah, that got me at... At the final scene, it was like, who's she chasing after? Like, Well, what was really confusing me is that like the character's name is Darcy. The the guy, Mark's n- real name is Dabney yeah. Coleman, and then the character, the actress who plays Darcy, is Patty Darbinville. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I was like, oh. like oh, it was that. such a Darby yeah. Darbinville, Darcy Darbinville. It was like the Swedish chef named all the characters in the Darbin Darbin Darcy Darbinville. So, um, yeah, this is where we see that uh, Nell Carter is pulling apart chicken guts and she's she knows there's going to be some ruckus in the house. This is when it's revealed that she is from Haiti and and then it's like the minute we know she's from Haiti, everything about her is like witch doctor voodoo stuff. Right, right. And then like actually in a a scene from um, what's the ex-wife's name? That is Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine thank you. Lorraine. That I really don't like is that when she like takes them to the other room and she just like screams for Dorita, like it's her problem, her fault. It's weird. It's like, ugh, I hope this woman's being treated okay. This is not cool. Yeah, there's a, it's a, it's a, again, I, I don't like the way that she's treated. And then that her room is just this like hoarder's delight. She's and messy. The, <laughs> and like, I don't understand this whole scene and why, why Mark gets to come in and boot them out of their room i guess because he's like phil said like he's like the prize the prize pig so they have to make him happy because he's surprised get kicked out of her room oh yeah that was where does she go who knows i mean she goes to a couch why did they invite this many people right to the house well did they invite dabney coleman i assume he just crashed the party 
But how they knew he was know coming? they were going and how did they get? Yeah. Well, they did know he was coming because they had plans for him to sleep in Dorita's room. And f- she's the one that gets screwed and has to sleep oh, I think I missed on the couch. This. But either way, I don't think Dorita's room should be open to guests right. because that should be really her room. room. It's her yeah. room. Um, and it's not, her, you know, if she wants to keep her room the way that it is. She can, which is, um, you know, kind of wild and has animals in it. I do like when she pulls out that big lizard for her <laughs> on, from under her bed. Underneath, yeah. Yeah. And um, Max is just like losing it, right? He's he's just sinking into like more yeah. and more bored and morose and weird and like disconnected from everybody. And then there's cuts of him where he just looks so pale and yeah, like they've just make up Tim to death, literally. And it's so yeah. unfortunate in this movie because it's almost like the description of it. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was like at first he like loves having powers and then he becomes too power hungry. And it's like none of that happens. It doesn't happen. <laughs> like, no. it, doesn't, it doesn't happen because w- I was reading about it because I didn't know anything about it. But like it is unfortunate in this movie that Chevy Chase like never gets to really enjoy this new power. It's just always he does like two tricks and then he's like depressed and freaked out and just like endlessly sullen about it the rest it's of like the they time. cut a scene and we just didn't see where right, he because takes they it were too heightening. far right they were heightening it was like the bloody nose and then the ballet and there's got to be one more right. thing right what was the the sex but it, like that oh, was sort that of was like, like a down didn't really right but i mean that seemed positive for, he, for him like he was happy right, about it right, right? there has to be an, an event you can't come back from basically or wait there was a little bit and they it was like sort of half-assed and this goes back to where he was like well that wasn't me i didn't do that for you and she was like that was you that was you right um i don't know so yeah. then poor darcy gets sexually harassed by mark now what what a word i mean darcy is just bouncing back and forth between people that are terrible and Awful, mistreating yeah. her oh what a terrible house to be in that's why she wears that like safari hat because she's just confused and at this point like you know she's so worried about max and she's like checking up on him and at one point like at dinner you know Demi coleman's like you've just faked this illness for attention. I'm like, I think he has. <laughs> like, this does seem like what's going on. But like, at this point, I just have a note. It's like, why does Darcy want to be with Max? Like, what is, yeah. I mean, it seems like right. it was terrible before. It was terrible in the middle. And now it's a different kind of terrible. It's just so strange. She made the right call breaking up with them. And she yeah. just needs to stick the landing. I was thinking like the only time they seem to get along is on their recorded message machine, like Aww. their outgoing machine where they have, they have Definitely chemistry. In bed. Yeah. <laughs> Like chemistry. Well, maybe you're re- supposed to like think at one point they actually really liked I each guess. other, even though it sounds like he was a stalker the whole time. Although, although going back to the answer machine, it was like we're either out, we're in a fight, or we're in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's they just did like they're that. already they're already admitting that they're fighting constantly. That's um, true. That's a little That's red point. flag. That's true. So, are we at dinner now? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So. so mark is being a jerk at dinner yeah super provoking is this the worst and so max lifts his chair in the air and then basically you know spins him around the room and (laughs) it's like if you took the scene from beetlejuice and drank all of the joy and the fun (laughs) i know i kept thinking like is this the beetlejuice dinner scene but where are those 
shrimp claws, shrimp pans. Oh, Where's I the energy it. and the fun? Yeah. Where's the deo? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fun. And so then like people just start freaking out. Mark runs to the ocean to kill himself. But yeah. I'm like, yes. is he being is he possessed by Max or is he just doing that on I, his own? And like I, I thought, worried it was gonna happen. I think I he was know. possessed because as uh Lorraine was saying, like, you wouldn't do this. You're you love yourself way too much. And then she says, You just bought a new Porsche, and then he snaps out of it. She so do you think says, he does have mind control powers then? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. She also says you dedicated all of your books to yourself. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is. I mean, he does talk about his ego a lot. Um, I was thinking that like, you know, Chevy Chase's trick of like spinning him and then like landing him in the dinner table so that no one could. He just like ruins things. Just like ruins a ballet performance. Giant bowl of lettuce that they were going to eat, which was just... <sighs> all lettuce it was just chopped <laughs> lettuce it fell over during the yeah. thing and then they just put all the lettuce back in the bowl so they could eat what or or the mashed what? potatoes that's like that? made in the form of a coconut cake yeah. it was mashed potatoes was that what that I was i thought it was a cake it looked like a cake and then once he got his face in it it was kind of clearly mashed potatoes and then they say mashed potatoes at oh, some okay time. But when Dabney Coleman is in that ocean, I will say, like, there's a scene, a, cl- a cut that, like, a wave hits him, and, like, you think he's done. Like, it is yeah. really violent. It's kind of, yeah. it's it's one of the scariest things in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, turned that, quickly. Yeah. That had to be, was that a stunt double, you think? Probably. You think it was real? I mean, I guess so, you're right. It's probably not CGI. It looks insane. Do you think it was a stunt butt, or was that his butt? No, I think it was, no, I, I looked it up. That yeah. This is the first and only movie that Dabney Coleman has done uh, nudity in. Um, Did his butt need to be in this movie? No. <laughs> Once again, it just a roll of the dice made this happen. I know, like, what, and does, do butts go in PG movies? Like, not just butts, but, like, almost side, like, I thought for a, a second something was going to be hanging out. I did you know? too. A little full yeah, it's, frontal. It's unclear like if he knows that he dropped the towel or not too. I was like waiting he for him to know. Oh, he definitely dropped. did. He you know. Okay. Which, <laughs> I guess <laughs> this when they first did it, it was originally rated R and then they scaled it back so they could get a PG rating. So I this is a believe. PG movie. Um, I'm all for like um, sex positive stuff. Like the sex scene, you know, is fine. But like, I couldn't believe that was in here to this extent and it's pg oh, yeah. it just seems like yeah. whoa um sex positive yes sex harassment no oh well right i mean totally yeah. well i know you're just saying. um <laughs> that yeah, is i know I you're <laughs> pro sex harassment is what i said <laughs> great tell your friends dorita is in the kitchen and she's trying to conjure something or she's trying to cook something at this point yeah Have- Con- conjure i think Conjure. Can I say, have we skipped by the scene? Speaking of like um, uh, Lorraine, the actress who plays Lorraine, taking just like one cut of things, the scene where her and Brian Doyle Murray are like going to go to the movies and then they don't go to the movies. <laughs> and you're like, what was the direction for this? I know. Why did we even need that scene? It's like, uh, we it. should go out now. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> like, okay. So many pauses like- and like. I was like, seldom do I watch something and I'm like, I know, I think I know how that was supposed to be read and it, you're not reading it right. Like, I can't see the script in my head Both a lot. Both of them like, had weird, weird direction in that. It was yeah. well, weird. He oh he plays it so straight. Like, he's just sort of like, he's seen all this bad shit, like spinning stuff around, like 
uh, Brian Doyle Murray's character and uh, that he just takes a sip of wine. He's fine with everything. And I think he was just always supposed to be fine with stuff. And then she was being like, no, we just saw some batshit crazy stuff yeah, go down. We both... can't go to a movie. Yeah, they both played it flat. As somebody who is constantly or was constantly getting this feedback during every improv scene I've ever been in. It's like, act like the thing is happening to you. <laughs> Move your eyebrows up or down. Be happy or sad. I don't care. <laughs> Just don't be like flat. And oh, both, who both said that to you? Everybody. And it was always right. But like it, I mean, it, they're both playing it. Like n- they're not making, neither is making a choice yeah. at all. They're both it was like, the yes. most non-scene. I mean, the whole thing again. <laughs> And it was like, why also, did they even leave that in there? We don't I even don't need know. to know. We don't care about them and what it's they're doing. It's so strange. And then Brian Doyle Murray is like, I don't know if I want to hang out with Max anymore. He doesn't usually behave like this. And it's like, <laughs> is anybody going to address it? Right. Magic is real. Everything's <laughs> magic. It's all real. It's just so strange. I have, I don't remember when this happened. Is this like when, before Dorita sprinkles the demon powder on the bed, but he, um, he, who does he say your mama to? Her? He's. Oh, I think Max, yeah. he's, 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 he's at like, the mirror. I would like a keg of beer. He says, <laughs> your mama. Wait, no, he says it to Dorita, which I assume is a. Um, like oh, a shit. demon, like an exorcist. Exorcist reference. I think it's a reference to the exorcist. So at this I, point, you're like, yeah. Wait, like they your say your mama in the exorcist? No. Your I mother believe... sucks. <laughs> Isn't it? It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. sucks uh, cocks in hell. Something <laughs> like that. Oh my gosh, I've never seen that. that. Awesome. I, I still haven't I'm seen I'm going to have nightmares about that for the rest of my life. That is it's awesome. terrifying. <laughs> but then, you know, That's it great. begs the question like, okay, so he got toxic sludge dumped on him, and Dorita thinks he's possessed what? by a demon. Well, like, well, is, are both true? Like, he both seems are to true. Now be he's he's acting like he's a demon. I'll say the second scariest thing in this movie, other than Dabney Coleman being hit by that wave, is Chevy Chase's creepy look as he's coyishly at that mirror and then turns and looks at Dorita. And I'm just like, ugh, nightmare, nightmare. No. This is the scary terror part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, And then we get into the like boogie nights part of the movie or the, I don't know who does, what movie has a lot of cocaine in it? Yeah. Uh, Oh, the boogie nights. The Aspen extreme part of the movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Aaron H. gave a really good summary yeah. of this part. And it is, I mean, and the filmmakers clearly liked this scene too, because at the end, that is how Chevy Chase is like credited. <laughs> yeah. credits, it's just Chevy Chase covered in demon coat. All it. of those, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but all of the images they chose were like the filmed parts they chose to show each character. This is like the worst. Like totally. it was like Darcy orgasming was like with her title card. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, he, Dorita, as Aaron H said, sprinkles demon powder around the bed and Max snorts it and talks like Donald Duck. Yeah. And and then he hang, he puts Dorita upside down. So she's in the air, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. And Mark comes in and he tries to shoot Max, but he stops the bullet. He he matrixes it. I did kind of like that. That was a really delightful little funny moment. I was wondering, I was like, even before Dabney Coleman goes in and does that, you're like, do you really think this is going to work? Like, he's like magic. Like, get out of there. Like, it's like, this isn't going to end well for you. But yeah. 
Uh, and there was a moment where I thought he was going to like make him point the gun at himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. luckily they didn't, but yeah. it was just like, uh, and, and then, I mean, I, I don't know if we're there, but like, then he, he kind of freaks out and he runs up to the roof and is he, is he going to jump off the roof? Like, or he just doesn't know. No. Like he just needs to. No, I think he was going to electrocute himself. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's going to electrocute thunderstorming. Himself. So he right. goes up to hug this, the antenna mm-hmm. thinking if he's hugging metal, like wouldn't it would have to be just super random that the lightning would strike yeah. that metal thing yep. anyway. Just yeah. It's like a, Back lots to the future of, type plan. Yeah, <laughs> lots of houses have little lightning poles, and maybe they hit it every once every ten years. Totally. So, like, maybe. So, yeah. Because I guess he's thinking that if he has this like current running through him, that it would kill him or shock it out of him. I guess it would kill him. I don't know what his plan was, but then and Darby comes up and ex- expresses Darcy. her love. Darcy, thank you. God, Dabney Darby. Darcy. Durbinville. Oh, Darcy. Dabney Darcyville. Uh, my next note is uh, Darcy Dabney Darbyville. <laughs> that's what I looked at the actress's name. I was like, what? That sounds um, like the name of like a BBC show. It's like, next on Darby Darcy Darbyville. <laughs> like, I love you, Darby. <laughs> I love you, Darcy. Oh my gosh. What about me? <laughs> Dabberville. Dabberville. <laughs> Get you out of here. So and so. You're the maid. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, so she goes up to the roof and she's explaining that she loves him and can't she see can't he see how scared she is, which means she loves him, I guess. And then did I miss it? Like then his power goes down the roof <laughs> through the TV. You didn't into, miss it. Into Nell Carter's face, who That's exclaims, right. That um, right. Oh, Not no, again. it did it to me again, which is amazing because who knows what that movie is or will be. Um, yeah. And then he's rid of it. Then yeah. it's gone. Yeah. And now Dorita has the power, which I kind of like. Makes more sense. Sure. It, it, it's nice that it ends that way and she can put her feet up while the powers clean the house. Yeah, it's a very like- But I hope um, it doesn't Cinderella. turn bad for her in terms of what happened to Chevy Chase, but maybe I trust it's... her with it. Yeah, she yeah, can control it. Right. I think she gets it. Um, and uh, she finds her mouse as well, who appears. Which, did the mouse die? No, he came down a little chimney pipe and- but earlier when they were on the roof and the mouse mouse appeared, Darcy mm. is like, Oh, did you do that? Like it just implying that the mouse had died and that he had resurrected it. And I think like, they no. just couldn't find it. I don't so know. She was like, Did you summon the mouse? Uh, yeah. It was The Mouse was a very underdeveloped character. <laughs> they clearly <laughs> wanted to have a bigger role in this. And yeah, you couldn't figure it out. I think we lost a lot of scenes when they scaled it back from an R-rated movie and there was a lot of just really raunchy scenes with the mouse and we lost a lot of exposition. You think there would have been Possibly. more nudity if it was rated R? Oh, I don't know. That's a good guess, point. Maybe that's why he doesn't turn around. I guess there must have been. They still don't do um, a lot of full frontal male and like a no, comedy. No, I think it was just like probably Darcy in that scene. Maybe. Honestly, yeah. some some big comedy horror whatever this movie is mm-hmm. what is this movie what is this movie and wow wow now we're gonna talk about whether yeah. it's for real in a little bit what a choice yeah any questions from our question corner this week well 
I think before the pod, my couchmate left halfway through and just asked me how it ended. And I said, just as it began. <laughs> All right. It's the same. That's so right. I don't I don't think I had any questions. Did you guys? I asked a no. few of mine throughout. Yeah. Yeah, none for me. When a movie's that good, it doesn't require questions. It's true. <laughs> All right. How about Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Um, yeah, do we want to start with um Bummers. Bummers? Okay. Sure. We'll build up. Bummers, dummers, hummers. Okay. So bummers. Uh I'll... I mean my my I'm sorry, go, I jumped no, in. Go for but it. My bummer is just kind of like um a Chevy Chase <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this movie, but I mean it's more it's kind of a combo where um you know, we talked about the scene like at the air traffic control break room where he's talking to her on the phone. And one of the things he screams is like, you liar. Like Aye. it's such, it, he turned that scene is such a bummer to me. Cause it's like, Oh, this is an abuser. This is like a really different tone of this movie. And it's yeah. really terrible. And like, I don't know. I was kind of having flashbacks to cocktail where I'm like, I think we're supposed to think that he's grown at all, but he hasn't. And he's almost the same with or without powers. He's just like controlling and jealous and terrible and dangerous, like very dangerous, which is a bummer. Um, And to lay on top of that, like, I think I used to really like Chevy Chase, like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and National Lampoon's Vacation was like some of my favorite movies, but I think subsequently in like learning about him <laughs> and like mm. how um, he's not very pleasant to work with and stuff. Oh, I couldn't no. help. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot from like community and stuff or just oh. news about community, but I couldn't help like see that a little bit in his character as well. So anyway, all of oh, that, all bummer. of that was a bummer to me. Yeah. Um, think... Go ahead, Philip. I was just going to say that when we talked about it a little bit, it's um, just that Dorita had to move, change rooms it's i would see like flashes of it in her character that she should have been more like no nonsense and been Mm -hmm. uh just would push back like without blinking an eye when people had said oh you need to move your room yeah and it's i it's just weird that they had wrote it in like this and that that was the direction that they took her character um because it would have just been better if like they had if mark had kicked them out of her his room and then they went down to dart to Doritas and she's like no you guys can have the couch this is right my freaking room um I wanted him to end up in her room right so he looked like he was surrounded by yeah things I guess but yeah that is a bummer I think my bummer is this movie I think (laughs) 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 meaning like I was actually really enjoying watching this movie at the top I mean, I could get into the whole like mm-hmm. airplane stickiness, like actually like the movie airplane kind of felt like some of that like comedy. And then I liked the whole car bit, um, you know, with the thing falling off. And I was like, hey, I kind of like this is just mm-hmm. funny. If it's going to mm-hmm. be silly like this the whole right. time, I'm here for it. And then it was just such a bummer that it turned out that wasn't what the movie was at all. And that it was actually 12 other movies. And there was like Chevy Chase was this abusive character. I mean, it's kind of, you know, Chevy Chase, but it's more like the movie. The movie had some potential to be a different mm-hmm. movie and uh, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah. I hear you. So dumbers. Um, I have a dumber that we kind of talked about, but um, my dumber is a little bit of the sex scene where this whole debate that they have afterwards where he's like, it, I, I cheated. It wasn't real it wasn't me and it's like 
Well, you pleasured her <laughs> with you and she had a real orgasm. So like, what's the problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like it's such yeah. a strange, it, it was such a strange like view on like, why is he so bummed, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I thought that was really dumb. My couch or my movie watching mm-hmm. partner had the same point. It's like, yeah, you know, you did this, whether you did it with your mind or otherwise. You- yeah, like in truth, it's like the best he is in the whole movie because he's just thinking about somebody else and their pleasure and he's giving yeah. it to them. And then he's like, it wasn't real. I cheated. I, I didn't do it with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is like yeah. the only, it's so strange. I don't think he would do that with his dick anyway. He Spoiler. wouldn't. No. That's, yeah, no. totally. That's not how that works. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> dumber is um, and I, I might get some some sl- flack for this from our cat loving listeners but Ooh. it's just litter boxes and bathrooms yeah i i gross. it's dumb and i yeah if there was a gross award i'd give it to that i i feel bad if you have a cat and you live in a place where you can't put the litter box somewhere but in a bathroom like there's several people i knew where you'd have to like step around it to use the bathroom i feel bad i know people will be mad about it but then i but then like his cat was gone and the litter box was still in the bathroom yeah totally be the first thing i got rid of i mean i guess it makes the most sense because it's poops and peas and poops and peas but uh, it gives me the willies (laughs) i'm sorry Little willies uh my dumber is gonna be the demon powder um so she puts it out there, whatever it is, we can rest assured that she didn't make demon powder out of cocaine. And, and so it, uh, see, so sprinkles it around there. He like snorts it up. And then for some reason he gets jazzed off of it. I mean, it's probably like cat bone, like crushed I know, up right. Bone, yeah. Like that. Yeah. And they're just, he shouldn't have had that reaction. And she's like, oh, if he touches it, he's gonna die. And whether that what she was, says, yeah, she says this. He touches it, he 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 did, or something like that. Um, and because it's they're sort of blending the lines of it. Is does he is he sort of radioactive, or does mm-hmm. he have a demon possessing him? We don't know, but he should have like reacted poorly to it. But no, it, it's just sort of like radioactive coke, and that just that was so dumb. For me. Radioactive code. Yeah, it's part of the dumber of like not really defining what is happening with him. Right. Like, is exactly. he a demon and possessed, or is he just has the sludge? Like, is he radioactive and it's dying? Right. It's, yeah. Because it decide. can transfer through the TV antenna. Right. The powers. Uh, yeah, and I will say that like Nell Carter's uh, Nell Carter's response to it is totally understandable. Like, of course he's possessed. <laughs> like, obviously that's what's happening. Like, yeah, she's right. the one in the movie that's like taking information and reacting reasonably to it. <laughs> <laughs> the only person. Um, cool. Are we ready for Hummers? Yeah. Let's do it. I'd like to go first. Do it. Okay. Um, my Hummer is this moment where so Mark um at the dinner table gets thrown up into the ceiling, I think. And his yeah. head gets uh-huh. stuck in the attic. Right. <laughs> and then Darcy comes running up the, at- oh, up the attic stairs yeah. and she trips over his head. Amazing stunt. it's just this like little like <laughs> weird little 
comedy moment and oh, he's man. just like his head i thought she was gonna help him get out maybe or like push his head yeah. and so she just trips over it and falls it uh, lines it for the window yeah and then yeah i love that delight delight like, like once i saw that i was like how did they actually do that stunt because yeah she looks like she nails his head i know it's like good good it's, like it was a good yeah, comedy moment. fall yep yeah. exactly um Mine, um, you know, I already talked about the no, <laughs> which was like sorry my true. To, sorry to no, steal no, that no. One I was you. like, oh my god, I like couldn't stop laughing <laughs> when she delivered the line like that. Um, but I think my other one, and I, you know, in you guys kind of mentioned as they're driving there, like he's getting more morose. So like maybe this wasn't supposed to be a joke, and it doesn't have to be a joke. I just kind of liked the delivery, like, and it, the line is delivered as they're driving to the beach. And it's just a view of the car. So you don't actually see him them say this. But um, she says, what are you thinking about? And he's like, death. And then he's like, I'm not depressed or anything. Uh, it's just what I'm thinking about. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I'm like, yeah. Like sometimes that is what I'm thinking about. Or like, I don't know. It just, for I, I think in another movie that could have been very funny, like yeah. a very quirky, random thing to have an answer to. I think probably in this movie was placed there to like, have him be entering this weird state um, right but yeah. i just really liked that line yeah so yeah it's delightful mine is gonna be brian doyle murray's boxing career uh just i <laughs> i really do picture him training with dorita and he's gonna get in some matches because he's just so serious about it and i, I feel there's like an offshoot movie about this mm. And it's it's very good. Um, yeah. And it's just he he has a lot of energy, and it was it was in that scene, and it was he was very just sort of flat throughout it elsewhere. And I just enjoyed him being energetic there. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I think Bridget, you were talking about it a little bit in the beginning of the podcast, but like I think this character is written very well. It's yeah. unfortunate that they cast an able-bodied actor to play uh an act a sure. character with a disability. Um, and so like, you know, people are hopefully making different choices today. But yeah. the actual character is written pretty yeah. pretty nice. And like yeah. I, I liked him. I liked his performance. I liked the character a lot. Yeah. yeah. Besides that one scene. <laughs> I didn't mean to disparage it by saying it was flat elsewhere. It was just like he was, he, yeah, he was just more taking things in throughout and just being sort of more of a developed character where I think he was more energetic in that one. And I just, I want to follow his boxing career. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Faux show. Faux show. All right. What are we wearing tonight, Katie? I'll tell oh. you what you're wearing. Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well i've been enjoying um your your tank top that you've been wearing um which says on it kind of in like looks like cat scratch writing mm -hmm. it says here's something for your pussy um and then there's a litter box <laughs> underneath of it yeah and then i noticed you topped off your outfit with a safari hat um, as you do very just a very nice oh, yeah. outfit very nicely put together I got it at pride nice I love it nice um oh yeah go ahead okay Bridget Bridget um <laughs> I'm going to compliment your outfit as well as your fiance who's standing right behind you that you can't Ooh. see um mm -hmm. but 
you know how they have those sort of tuxedo t-shirts um yours is a colonel sanders t-shirt that makes you look like the little ribbon tie and you know Mm -hmm. white white suit and um it it just you turn around in which you're both turning around right now and it just on the back says colonel sanders is gonna do what he wants to do (laughs) that's right and then it's it's a winking colonel sanders with his little like uh van dyke beard these are for later, but I wore it on the pod too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phil, I'm loving your outfit. Um, no surprise, based on your Hummer, that they include uh, boxing gloves, which mm-hmm. are super fun. Not super practical to you know maneuver iPhones or whatnot, but we're recording, so it's fine. Um, and then uh, your T-shirt that just has like that can of soda, um, and above it, it says. Um, I'd like to teach the world to swim. And it just says demon Coke <laughs> on it. I love I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> How is it written? I mean, I'm looking at it, but Katie, can you explain? Cause our listeners can't see it. Like, how is it written? Sing. How do so you like, know how, that? Yeah. Like um, I'd like to teach the world to is like all Helvetica right. super straight laced. Yeah. And then like, Sing. Is like the like slime from um don't I can't do that you can't do that on television kind of like Nickelodeon like okay I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it yeah Yeah. that was good good. I didn't I store I stared at it all night and I didn't know how to pronounce it so got it (laughs) thank you all right is it for real Uh, I picked it so I could I could go first okay well I picked this movie this week but mostly because Aaron H picked it. And I like that we have movie picks that are mm-hmm. just obscure and weird yeah. and are fun to talk about and have a lot of strange things in them because I think that makes the podcast very rich. And this is a little different because we were talking before about like liking a movie, but saying, or not liking movie and saying it's for real and vice versa. But I actually liked parts of this movie a lot, especially the beginning of it, like I said but it's just totally not for real. <laughs> there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing for real about it. Um, it's, it's weird. It's strange. It's upsetting at times. Yeah, it's, it's not for real. I would not encourage others to watch it. Yeah. Um, right. And I've been sort of tipping my hand, hand throughout the podcast, but uh, I also don't think it's for real. It's everything about it is like a first draft, whether it was like, a first take where they're like you want to do that line reading again they're like no no i'm good with that (laughs) or they're like you want to rewrite this scene so it like makes some sort of sense they're like no i'm i'm good with it Uh, (laughs) you yeah you want to do another shot at the special effect actually the special effects weren't bad yeah they were right they were what i would expect for a 1981 movie Mm -hmm. Uh, um but it's just like they needed another round for every single aspect of this movie and then maybe it'd have a chance but no <laughs> yeah um spoiler alert i also think this movie is not for real i do appreciate aaron um h suggesting it and then bridget i appreciate you picking it like you know like you're just like this is what we're doing we're gonna watch this movie and it is yeah. like a real joy uh-huh. of this podcast of like i had no idea this existed and then you get right. to connect like the movie to the movies and the actors of the actors and like you see somebody's career a little more full um fully fleshed out but right like um like i said like memories of an invisible man or like 
um, uh, the Wally or like, you know, the National Lampoon movies. There's, there's just like other movies that deliver on what this movie promised. And that's not to say, I also was kind of having a good time in the beginning too with like the hijinks. And then I was like, whoa, they're just like not even going to have dialogue in this movie. It's just right. going to be scored by like an Italian fiddle. Um, <laughs> and then they switch it up. So there were some interesting choices. And then I think just halfway through, they just chose Chevy Chase to just be sedated and like- yeah they kind of lost their main character and um but like some of the little things of like the um the the best friend and the ex-wife meeting and now yeah. they're like it just the dynamics on paper were really interesting and then who knows what happened and maybe it gave way to these other films that like i do think you should watch mm. but right like yeah not for it was just all movie. over the place or if you want to just confuse watch something then maybe you should i don't know i don't want to tell people not to sure. watch it i i did but you know, I was I was thinking about that that Italian scene or the scene where everybody's looking at each other and the music is playing. Like that is funny. It's there are these like really funny little moments, but yeah, just interspersed with just the weirdest. <laughs> well, like, and that Italian scene was the first time that the movie kind of shifts to a different movie, and you're like, okay, all right, so maybe we're gonna go back and forth between wacky and like yeah. surreal, but then it it doesn't even do that. It's. You know. It never goes back to wacky. It hardly goes back to surreal. It's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. It was a treat. You're welcome, yeah. Yeah. everybody. It was, it was fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, it I was want Aaron to H. Watch. to recommend more movies so we can please hear his voice on our podcast. Dulcet voice, yeah. Please yeah. do. Absolutely. Well, um, Katie, when is your birthday? It's in March, right? It's in a couple March. seconds from now. We, okay. It was during the podcast. Make sure. I'll be 38 nice. for a couple more seconds. I know. I delivered that really like urgent news. <laughs> I then... know, but I knew it was in March. And then I. It's panicked. like people that celebrate their birthday all month or something. Like, Me. Yeah. I love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're the worst. Oh, how do you yeah. feel about them? They're, 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 one, oh, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that knowing you. Maybe you do. I don't know. You I always mean, have like really fun birthdays in my thanks katie you're welcome (laughs) i enjoy them i I I will be going into my second pandemic birthday and i'm not looking forward to it yeah anyway that's a good end to the pod tonight (laughs) totally have a have a great night everyone full of non-modern problems yeah